You're listening to the Engaged Club podcast, where we believe that engagement of members, staff, and managers is the key to a thriving club. Our aim is to help you become a better club manager by giving you practical, actionable club management and marketing advice. I'm Roger Kincaid. I'm the marketing director at Off Course Golf. We make member and customer engagement tools for club managers that make growth and prosperity their business. You can find out more about what we do at offcourse.golf. And I'm Jim Hope. I've been managing clubs and working in the hospitality business for nearly 40 years. I now proudly serve the members of the Derrick Golf and Winter Club in Edmonton, Alberta as their GM and COO. Jim, uh, in this podcast episode, The Engaged Club, I just want to talk about, you know, the opportunity of changing the way you do things, but also the cost of being uh, stuck in old ways. And it's just kind of like, I feel bad for throwing a friend under the bus here, Jim, but got this buddy of mine. He's a, he's a wonderful man. He plays golf with like a vintage set of golf clubs. I'm talking about like a persimmon driver. <laughs> okay. Nice. Oh, it's, it's beautiful. It is a wonderful museum piece. But every time this guy pumps a drive out there 130 yards, I think to myself, I, I, I just wonder what you're not, what you're giving up by being stuck in these old ways. So for those of you listening to this podcast, uh, thanks very much for doing that. Uh, the Engage Club uh, podcast is can be found on the engageclub.com and is brought to you by the Canadian Society of Club Managers. Let's get into this, Roger. So like, it's really not a knock on my buddy who uses the persimmon woods and he loves them. And, you know, it's a great story piece and he talks about them. He's got some benefit and really he's only hurting himself, right? He's he's going to hit that driver 130 yards and then he's going to hit a three wood two more times on his way to a par four. That's how he enjoys the game of golf. I, I got no business cracking on him. But when, you know, being stuck in your old ways starts to impact, you know, everything from the opportunity for the staff around you to uh, move on up in the world to your club being healthy enough to progress and, and to, you know, meet market demands, then, then I think it's really incumbent upon the decision makers in a club to look at what's available to them, Jim, and try to make the best decision on any given day. Now, is that fair enough to say? Oh, yeah, without question. And are you talking both from a marketing technology standpoint through the whole gamut of the operation of a club? You know, I really am. And just to keep it simple for this conversation, maybe we'll just focus in on technology and maybe we'll focus in on marketing technology, both because that's my forte and because, you know, this is a lot of stuff, Jim, that you and I have talked about, particularly in recent episodes. And, you know, I've got a couple of examples and I, I want to be really clear at the outset of this conversation, Jim. I'm not trying to throw anybody under the bus here. I'm not suggesting anybody gets fired. I'm not suggesting that you replace certain members of your staff. All I'm doing is having the conversation so that we can understand what, you know, the cost of doing business, you know, the cost of status quo is versus uh, the opportunity that that lies before us. Okay. Um, we live in a time where we have got uh, unprecedented ability to start uh, a business, to create one's own wealth uh, in a knowledge economy, right? And one of the uh, ways that we see this manifest itself is in the amount of technology startup companies. You know, virtually anybody with programming skill who can identify a need in a market can go ahead and create an application, you know, a computer program that's going to do something for us. So case in point, let's just talk about accounting software for a moment. Now, it used to be maybe even 10 years ago and certainly 15 and 20 years ago that your accountant was going to be somebody who's really skilled at you know, uh, using Excel and making spreadsheets and pivot tables, managing all the accounting of the club, 
and you know making sure that all the dollars and cents are accounted for that the health of the club is you know dashboarded or that at least that you can have a one hour conversation with that person and figure out where the club stands today how it's doing since yesterday and where it's headed tomorrow right yep so somebody looked at that and said well i'll tell you what i can take most of the skills that that person has that the company couldn't live without and just put them in a box create an application that that you can then use and that will make it possible not just easier not just you know more efficient but even possible for a company to launch without an accountant who's making you know 70 80 90,000 a year and so you know what we see here jim is we've got the old way of doing things which is you know we've got a member of the staff we'd be completely lost without them they've got all the answers they've got the master spreadsheet and when that person retires then we've got this significant transition period where we've got to bring somebody into the club and get them up to speed and there's going to be a lot of hiccups that's the old way you know the new way of doing it and it's something that young companies startup companies they never really have to worry about is they use apps like uh, quickbooks or freshbooks or wave or cashew or zero right uh, and they use these accounting applications that uh, keep track of their business. All the math is built in. So the processes are really simplified. And when the accountant that they have moves on, it's cool. The next person that comes in just has to know how to use the app that we use. And that's going to be hiring criteria. And we can move on seamlessly without much disruption. Or uh, another opportunity that's available to a company like that is that they can outsource that accounting altogether. So that instead of having that you know, paid staff position, uh, they can get it done for something in the neighborhood of fifteen to twenty thousand dollars a year. You know, a third, a quarter, a fifth of what they might have been paying otherwise. So that's just you know an example, Jim, about what the modern technology marketplace has allowed businesses to do that allows them to be more agile and more nimble. Well, and it speaks to Roger that whole world of virtual these days, right? Um, whether you're a small business or a club and you have a virtual assistant because you don't need somebody on staff full time, but you need some, you need some tasks to get done. Um, you know, you, you and I have talked about, uh, is it work up? Um, we've used it, you know, used to do posters and all sorts of work that you can Upwork. Yeah. Upwork or Fiverr. Yeah. These kind of gig economy sites. Yeah. So you don't need to have somebody full time on staff doing this stuff. You can just, contracted out on a project basis. Yeah, you know, that's a great example, Jim. And let's just slip into that one for just a second. You know, if you've ever looking at, you know, your administrative assistant and you say, we need a poster for, uh, you know, this event that's coming up. Can you whip something up on Canva or, you know, whatever graphics, uh, graphic design program you might have on the computer, right? You know, let's say that it takes that 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 executive assistant, uh, you know, two hours to get this task done, right? So he spends half the morning doing it. Um, that's great. And, you know, let's just, let's be really generous here and say that that's a minimum wage employee and I'm being generous to the bottom line, right? Mm -hmm. So 30 bucks, you know, it was $30 or, or whatever, where, where, where you live, Jim, to, to get that poster done. You could have had it done in five, uh, for $5 on a website like Fiverr and, uh, you'd have freed up that executive assistant for those two hours. So you'd actually be paying $5, but you'd get the 30 bucks back. So it's a net 25, right? It's a net $25 win. Yeah. This is how I think the progressive, uh, club manager thinks about things that, that spending money to get something done in less time without tying up my best resources, which is the people around me 
is the way that that we can get leaps and bounds ahead and really start to dominate the marketplace. Well, and I think in today's economy um, and where golf is for a lot of clubs, if you can contract, as I said, contract a service out or a project out without having to have somebody full-time on staff, even at minimum wage, which is, as you say, being very, very generous because they won't be, um, it just makes a ton of sense. Um, and as you know, using those services, if you find somebody you like, um, you can just go to them directly without having to put it out to the whole service marketplace to get bids. You can just find a provider uh, that you like and, and they'll continue to provide for you. Right. You know, exactly. You're talking about having a, a virtual graphic designer in the Philippines or in, you know, Estonia, who's who's doing this work for you on demand. Um you know, so th- those websites, Jim, that we just kind of briefly discussed there, Upwork, uh, Fiverr, those are ways to, those are hacks, you know, to get things done uh, quick and cheap to buy back some of your time so you can focus on what's what's mandatory in-house. You know, let's kind of bring it back here, Jim, as we wrap this episode up, because, you know, you know, thinking about my friend who could benefit, who could probably pick up another 30 or 40 yards by switching to today's technology, you know, a, a graphite shaft driver, the titanium head on the club, like, you know, some of the some of the best uh, driver technology as compared to that persimmon driver. Um, if you find yourself in your club saying, this is how we've always done things, that should be an inflection point for you. That should be a, a reason to change. That should not just be, uh, you know, a, a maybe an, an opening to a conversation. Ever, If you ever say, we've always done it this way, it is probably something that you need to examine immediately uh, that, that you can change. We've always served the frozen hamburger patty is not an excuse to not explore getting fresh, locally produced, uh, you know, ground chuck to make your hamburger out of. You know, we've always cut the rough to two inches with this antiquated lawnmower is not a reason why you shouldn't explore upgrading the machinery in your turf care department. And, you know, we have always um, just used a a key on the door and turned the deadbolt at 11 o'clock at night is not a reason uh, why you shouldn't explore getting those biometric scanners, uh, you know, or, or some sort of a security system on your buildings to make your club more efficient and, and more secure. So it really is just a question about uh, auditing yourself and saying, what are some things that we haven't explored in a long time, we haven't really examined in a while? What are some, some processes that we have at this club that could probably benefit from being refreshed and explore the opportunity to change fearlessly. Don't be afraid to change because the cost of the status quo is often more than the discomfort of, of adopting a new process or a new system. Well, and Roger, I would hope that uh, the words uh, we've always done it this way is not in the vocabulary of any general manager in any club. Um, and if it becomes, if it's in the vocabulary of any of their team and someone says it, the first thing they say is why. That's the first question they ask. Why? Tell me why we do it that way. Why do we serve a frozen hamburger patty that tastes like sawdust? I just need you to explain to me why we do that. Um, so that was. I'm, I'm really glad you said that because it, there's nothing that drives me nuts more as a club manager than some say we've always done it that way. Okay, well explain to me why, and if it's, if it's a rationale, it's good. Well, we'll keep doing it that way. But you better have a pretty damn good explanation as to why we always do it that way. Cool. I love it. We really hope this episode is a big help to you. If you know somebody else that could benefit from this episode, please share it and let's grow together. 
Yeah, the archive of this podcast is available at engagedclub.com, where you can also subscribe to our YouTube channel and join our Slack space for more discussion. And of course, we'd always like to hear your thoughts, questions, ideas, comments, anything you have to say via email at hello at engagedclub.com. Thanks for listening.